Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. everybody welcome back to the show man i feel like i've been away from you for way too long even though it's just been a few days maybe even a week maybe even a few minutes ago if you're binge listening which i hope you are uh welcome back i hope that you're having a great day i hope that something on today's show makes you say you know what that was good or i want to do that or just inspires you in whatever way i don't care if it inspires you to go cut the grass whatever just be inspired <laughs> i hope you love it and for those of you who are listening for the first time welcome to the brunch and slay podcast i am excited to have you here and i hope that you enjoy what you hear if you're listening and you've been listening for a while then i'm going to ask you one question and that's have you created a review rated the show or subscribed to the show If the answer is no to any of those, then you know what to do. I'm going to say, shame on you. Don't do me like that. Don't do that. So today's show has a creative, and I am excited because it's not a lot of times that I get to mingle with people who are in the realm that she's in. She is a filmmaker, an actress, and a mom, which I'm already wondering how she does it all because she's out here creating some killer content. And she's the founder of Magnolia Productions. Help me welcome to the show, Miss Nicole Collins. Hey, Nicole. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be on the show. Well, you know my first question, and I'm going to go real old school, and, I, and it's, I wish I was original in this aspect, but hey, this is, this is what it is. Tell me about how you fell in love with film and acting. Where did this start for you? Honestly, it started a long time ago. So, like, you know, when I was younger, I actually wanted to be a singer. I knew I wanted to perform and entertain. Um, but, girl, I can't say. And my grandmother <laughs> let me know that early on. I remember the day she told me I could not sing, and I was so crushed and hurt. It's like, girl, you just don't know about auto-tune yet. You know how many people finna get on and they can't sing? But, you know, that was back in the day when uh, people had to actually sing, to. Have. Wait a minute, so did you say it was your grandmother? Girl, it was my grandmother, yes. You know, I feel good about that now, because people tell me, my little girl, she is for and she's constantly saying these songs she's going to sing and i just tell her straight up oh that wasn't it honey no keep keep pushing <laughs> let's do it in a different key <laughs> i don't feel so bad now i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna take a lead from your granny because yeah just let them know so she can pivot and she can go in a direct another direction which worked out for you right i mean yeah but you know auto tune was gonna be a thing youtube was gonna be a thing instagram was gonna be a thing there's so many people who don't really have the talent that are making it and so you know she could have let me live a little but (laughs) But okay nicole where are those auto tuners now let's just be honest where are they now let's do a special (laughs) you know i would say t-pain but he actually can really sing so i mean Britney spears had a good career she had a good little well she does have that stint in vegas going on right now so i guess you got a point you know it's like you know some people it's subjective you know it's some people people argue you know like you know, I like Sierra's voice, but some people feel like she can't sing. I'm just throwing out examples of 
you know, the debatable ones. And I could have just been a debatable one, you know? Like, my performance would have been so spectacular that it's like, can she really sing? We don't know, but she got good performance. You You're know? right. You know? You're right. But, There's something to be said about a good stage presence. You're right. Exactly. But um, even still, uh, yes, you know, that definitely played a role in my story. And so... You know, likewise, the same grandmother, she would watch when we would go to her house, she would watch What's Love Got to Do With It on repeat. What's Love Got to Do With It, um, the five heartbeats, and not really the temptation, it was really the five heartbeats and What's Love Got to Do With It. We would watch those two movies on repeat. And Probably not so much the five heartbeats, but definitely what's love got to do with it is probably not a show that like kids should just be watching on repeat. Like, <laughs> probably, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they used to have us watching everything when we was little. Um, but so you know, I was just a fan of like I was able. I feel like I studied that movie when I was little from the acting, and then when I found out that Lawrence Fishburne looked nothing like Ike Turner. <laughs> but in my mind, he was Ike Turner. Like, that just lets me know, let me know, like, how a person could transform. And I was just really invested in that, being able to transform like that. And um, just film itself and watching TV. And I was just always interested and just interested in being an actress. So aside from singing, acting was also a passion of mine. And so... I was acting and I, I booked a few roles and I was doing well with my career and as an actress, but also as a media personality, I worked for uh, iHeartMedia for eight years. I worked for the NBA for six years um, and, you know, things were going well and then I was booking and then it just stopped. And so when the bookings and things like this stopped, I've always, you know, creating things has always been, I've always created, like I created a teen talk show in high school. I created content when I was in college. I've always created things. Um, I had never created a film. So I was dating this, this guy uh, during the time, a oh, little backtrack. I started writing. I was inspired by like a close friend of mine and then this other person who like I knew, but didn't really know, but like he was still inspiring me to write like my own projects. And I thought about it, but I never just had the resources to just do anything. And so I was dating this guy around that same time. And, and he knew that I was going through like a phase where I just wasn't happy with myself. Like my booking stopped and it was like, okay, well you have all these ideas. Like, let's just shoot one of them. Let's just do it. Cause he had a camera. So it was like, all right, cool. Let's just shoot it. So then we put it together. He, he, had his camera, you know, I put everything together. I produced it. Um, I was a one woman. I think about that. I was like, I was really a one woman producer. I called up this random school. I found a school. I got all these people together. I put together an entire short film project by myself. Um, got the guy I was dating to shoot it and direct it for me. And uh, I was the star of it. And then when it was all said and done, you know, that was my first film project. And I was just like, I kind of like this. I kind of like writing something and then piecing it all together, getting everybody involved and actually shooting it and having like a finished product and seeing that finished product. And where is that finished product going to take me? And so 
from there, you know, I started getting a little bit by the bug. And then I tried to do, you know, a few other things here and there on my own again. And, you know, I wasn't really happy about it because it didn't turn out the way, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it looked immature, amateur, not immature. Sorry. It looked amateur to me. And so, um, you know, I played around with it. And then finally in 2016, I decided to really invest in my craft as a filmmaker. And I created my aftermath movie, which was, you know, my first professionally looking movie, professional looking movie. And I really enjoyed, like, I was, I got like the bug was just there now. It was just taking over. And from there, I just decided to just focus more on filmmaking and acting, of course, creating things that I could be in, um, that my daughter could be in, that my friends could be in, that my friends could direct and produce and that we can just all have a part in. So that's my journey with filmmaking, yeah. And that's pretty cool. So, you know, I have to ask, or it's two questions I have to ask just from what you just said. Number one, what's your favorite uh, line from Five Heartbeats? Because I just got to know. Y'all can't hang with old Eddie K. Not like this That rain job. Let it rain. The part where he's outside, where Eddie Kane's outside, and then, and you yeah. know, he's it's, it's silver shoe. Yes, I know exactly where you, you took me there, girl. You took me there. I wish <laughs> <laughs> that I had to ask because you had to come like, in and give him that <laughs> out of nowhere. My sisters and my, we watch that movie all the time. If we're together, Five Heart Weeks is probably playing somewhere. If we're on the couch, yes, that's our that's our jam still to this day. Robert Townsend and Keenan Ivory Wayans, they are just they're for real pioneering legends of black cinema. Agree. So my other question that is a must, and in light of everything that went down over the weekend with Black Hollywood, I have to know what your thoughts are on Tyler Perry's studio and what that what you feel that means for people like you. Oh, it's a legendary. It's it's epic. It's it it helps us to know that, you know, a lot of us feel like we're trying to be seen. We're trying to be seen. See me, see me, see me, see my work. Give me money so I can make more work. Like we're trying to be part of Hollywood in our own way, in our own right. Even some of us who've decided to take the route of creating our own work, it's still like, okay, I'm going to create my own work so that Hollywood comes to me and get my, you know, and put my work on for me. And I think that Tyler Perry's story overall is, you know, what's your thing? Know your thing. Don't be afraid to do your thing. Even if people talk about your thing, you know how many people ragged on Tyler Perry and Medea? And, and still do. And still do. Girl, a lot of people was at his premiere, his, his uh, opening though. Oh, oh yeah, they, they know he signs checks. Let's just be clear. <laughs> I know a lot of people was there. A lot of them people giving him his props now. But my thing is this is like, you know, do you do you create your lane? It's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. This man slept in his car for a while. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be times where it's like, where's the money? And the money's just not there. But you still have to get up every day and work and create and push through what it is you're going through personally. Um, <clears throat> and just to see the end game, I mean, it's not the end game at all, but to see this right here, this magnificent 
uh, the, the structural. Did you see it? It's it's literally it's unbelievable. I mean, just describing it, like they said, you could fit every American movie studio within his and still have plenty of room. All together, right, and still have sixty. What is it? Sixty um, yards or something like that. They said. Yeah. But you know what I would say? I, I I would say that here is proof that what is Hollywood, right? So do we even have to strive for that type of platform anymore when you have like whatever he's creating, that's Hollywood, right? That's, that's forget trying to be the needle in the haystack in that particular environment. And I mean that for, for people of color, because a lot of times you have all these talented people, like there are so many talented people who I see right now who have been around for years, like Niecy Nash and Nicole Ari Parker and folks who have been, just out here grinding, Sherry Shepard even, like people who've been out here who haven't received a lot of work. Like they, we see them all the time because they are the folks we see now. But in the beginning, no one was giving them, they weren't feeling them. They weren't trying to give them opportunity, right? And now they're, 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 we're seeing them more often. They're getting more opportunities. They're writing more roles that don't necessarily aren't for blonde hair and, and Barbie doll bodies. Mm -hmm. which, I, which makes me know the tides are changing, which is why when I see what Tyler Perry created, I think just I, thank you, because I think it's always good for people to see representation in every category. It's the Internet age. We live in an yeah. Internet age. Soldier Boy, for instance, is as crazy as we may think he is now. That boy is a legend. What he did with YouTube back in 2006. You know, you're taking you are visionary enough to see where the trends are going and how the industry is moving. And you are able to foresee how what you have fits into the trends later. Um, and just taking and taking what's available to you now and capitalizing off of that. Like, you know, Soulja Boy did with, with YouTube and using that to his advantage to launch his career at a very young age. At this point in time, you know, there's no reason, if you want to be a filmmaker, there's absolutely no reason why you can't be. You know, people are making films on their phones, on their iPhones. People are making film. And if you have an iPhone or any other camera, you can shoot something. You can make something. You can upload it to the internet, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever. You can shoot that, send it out to festivals. You have editing software on your phone. You have access to all of these things. And there's really no reason why you cannot be what you want to be. Singers, you know, everybody. You can put your, you can create your own content and put it out there. You said, you know, what is Hollywood now? Hollywood is within you. It's like church. It's like God. It's like, yeah, you know, I agree. so many people who say, you know, back in the day, you got to go to church to get God. You got to get it. No, you don't. God is within me. Church is wherever we bring it. And it's, it's, it's that mentality that we are, the mentality that has involved, evolved within us of understanding that we are in control, you know, and we can make things happen that, um, seeing Tyler Perry this weekend, seeing him embody that and show us firsthand when you take control of your career and don't worry about the outside things or allow the outside things to infiltrate what you have going on, then this kind of magnitude of success can happen for you. More Brunch and Slay after this.
Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash brunch and slay. And now back to brunch and slay. I absolutely agree. And let me tell you what I think one of the biggest lessons that Tyler Perry perpetuates in what he embodies is stay in your lane. Um, you know, for years, like, like they talked about his summer, you'll see it all over the internet right now. If you hashtag and you look at whatever the Tyler Perry studio hashtag or whatever the hashtag they're using, when they talk about his first play, he wrote, um, just like you mentioned Medea, he knew the people who follow him, they wanted Medea. He didn't have to pivot. He didn't have to start immediately cutting all that out or the funny. I always say those are church plays, right? That's what I always call them. Those are the plays that the folks who you go to church with, they're going to those. And it's a different, for me, it was a different type of, type of audience. But he knew who that was, right? But I mean, he respected and he was true to that audience. And I say that because there are people out there who are building brands, who are building businesses, and you're probably feeling discouraged because maybe your social media number isn't somebody else's number. But you got 500, 1,000, 2,000 people out there who religiously tune in to you, right? Be loyal to those people because those people, you don't need a big number to, to build wealth. You just need loyal people who are true to your brand, you yeah. know? And I think that he is the epitome of that because he stuck with those loyal people who were true to his brand and look at him now. Right. Right. So I, I, I think that's really cool. Now, you know, I, I had to ask that, but I also want to know about Guilty. Oh, yeah. My short film. What you got to ask me about Guilty Girl? What you I want to know it all. I want to know what people should expect, where they can find it and what inspired it. So that's mm-hmm. a lot, huh? <laughs> I got you. I talk a lot. So I got you. Um, so I'll, I'll rearrange the order. Um, you can find it on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Magnolia A Productions, Magnolia A Productions on YouTube. I have Guilty on there as well as my Aftermath movie and my series, The Young Woman's Guide and some older stuff on there. You can get a kick out of how I started because it makes me cringe to see some of that older stuff. So I can only imagine what it'll make you do. <laughs> but it's good to keep that old stuff out there. It keeps you right. Yeah, you got to see my progress. You got to see where I come from so that you can appreciate where I'm at, you know? And Absolutely. So, um, so, yeah, you can find Guilty there. Guilty is about a young woman who cannot have an orgasm because white Jesus is haunting her. <laughs> it's a psychological dark comedy exploring sex and religion. Um, exploring female sexuality, uh, specifically within the African-American community, because my lead character is a black woman. It's me. Um, and it's, it explores, you know, breaking free and those boundaries that we have in place. What are they there for? Are they there to help us, protect us, to harm us? Have we, have we as a people bought in to a society that's put that's taken women and uh, 
suppressed our sexual feelings and why have we done that? What's it for? Um, and so I was exploring all of these thoughts and ideas. Uh, it came about, I was raised Catholic in Louisiana. We have a very large black Catholic community in the state of Louisiana. Cause I always tell people, and they're like, you was raised Catholic. I was like, yeah, it's like normal to me that I was raised Catholic. It's so normal. But I have to remember that outside of Louisiana um, and maybe Alabama and Texas too, you know, that there's not a lot of black Catholics. So um, I was raised Catholic and I'm sure it's the same with other religions, but I can only attest to the to Catholicism because that's what I know. But having sex before marriage was a horrible sin. You'll go to hell. Um, masturbation was a horrible sin. You'll go to hell. Sex was only for procreation, to create children. That's the only reason why one should be having sex. Any other reason is uh, completely sinful and impure. And so um, not just me, but other friends of mine have kind of had this feeling where it's like, oh my goodness, we've had sex before marriage. And it's like, how do you feel about that? Like, it feels like Jesus is haunting us. And then, you know, we had the whole confessional aspect of our religion where all your life, since you made First Communion, you go and tell the priest your sins, you know, up until from the last time you went to the next time you go, you tell them your sins. And it's supposed to be everything. So it's like, you better not hold back because, you know, Jesus is watching. And if you don't tell the priest everything that you've done, Jesus is going to be mad. Jesus is going to always be mad. Jesus is going to always, any little thing you do, Jesus is going to be mad at you. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to take that thought and idea, you know, exaggerated a bit, of course, for film, but sometimes it feels like, well, is Jesus my friend or is he the boogeyman? Because it's like, I can't do nothing. Jesus, goodness. And so I just wanted to create a character and an environment and a world for this character where that idea, um, was portrayed and, and just how does this character navigate through these thoughts and ideas and what she wants as opposed to what she was raised to be was right and is what she was raised to what what she was raised thinking was right is it really right and if she challenges that what's going to happen um and so that's what guilty is it's bringing us through this psychological roller coaster for this character who wants to enjoy sex and feels like she should be able to because everybody else around her is so why can't she you know and then furthermore i'm exploring right now a series based off of the con same concept which will go much deeper into it than a 17 minute short film and within it will also you know just explore energy and spirituality and balance and taking control while also understanding what morality is in 2019, you know? So there's a lot that I want to do with the series and the short film is, is just the beginning. It's the introduction to it. And so, yeah, that's, that's guilty. That's guilty. It's a representation of us, us as women and, getting back our power of the P from those who try to tell us that we're going to hell if we try to do that. No, I love it. And that's definitely sounds like one of those bingeable shows that we see on Netflix or Hulu or, you know, HBO. I mean, look at Issa Rae. She started from Aqua Black Girl. So I, I think 
it's just really cool. I, I'm always in awe of people like yourself who go after their dreams. I think that that's the true journey here, right? Like, what's the point of being in life and being here on this earth if all we're going to do is go to work from nine to five for someone else and complain about that life when you have all the power to change it and to at least find something that makes you happy, right? And I can hear it in your voice that, you know, creating and, and building this makes you happy. And I think that's probably the, the I guess, the selfish part of me that loves this show is because I get to hear that in people's voice. And I think it feeds my spirit just as much as it feeds yours. Yeah. So your daughter is an actress too. Yes, she is. She's also an actress. She's in a TV show called Claws, which is on TNT. She was in <laughs> What? And I just talked about Niecy Nash. That's crazy. Well, I had no clue. So how, what was that decision like to allow her to you know, take that route. Which were so taking the acting route? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I had her in a few of my first independent projects and like friends projects, things like that. Um, and she did well. And when she was really little, we would just practice like emotions and things like that. And she did very well. So I said, okay, we're going to get into it. And then, you know, as she got older, you know, we have conversation all the time. It's like, do you still want to do this? Is this something you still want to do? And the answer is still yes. Yeah. So we still do it. Um, and now, you know, she can learn her lines on her own. She can break down her script. You know, she can make her choices as an actor. And, you know, she's getting at that age now where she's, she can start to get into her head. So we're working through that too. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, you know, she got into it by default just from being in my stuff. So that wasn't hard, a hard decision for me. Uh, and just keeping her in there, uh, she books. She was booking stuff, so she was still in it. Um, but I check in with her just making sure she wants to continue. Yeah. How old is she? She's eight now. She's eight Oh, years. wow. Eight and a half, actually. You know, you got to put that half on there. <laughs> I know, right? They all say that now. And I have. Yeah. Um, until you get over, to, until you get over like twelve, is always a half. <laughs> so, if you had, if there was one person who you could get guilty in the hands of to see, who would that person be? Oh, that's a good question. Girl, look for real, for real. So, like. It would either be, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say Tyler Perry first. And I'm going to say Oprah second. And I'm going to say Beyonce third. I can't even go lie to y'all. Really? Why me? Girl, Beyonce be investing in stuff. And I feel like Beyonce <laughs> loves female empowerment. I think that sexuality is definitely something that she's explored in her music. Because people are always trying to tell people what to do with their bodies and what to do with their life. Like, you're a mama. You're a wife. Why are you singing a song about, you know, fellatio. Because I'm a grown-ass motherfucking woman, and I can do this. Sorry, can we cuss on here? Yes, you can cuss. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm a grown-ass motherfucking woman. That's why I'm singing about this. And I feel like Beyonce would really appreciate a film like this, a, about breaking free from religious guilt that does not serve us. Breaking free from anything that doesn't serve us as a whole moving forward. That doesn't mean being irresponsible. I have to say this too, because I think people think that when I'm saying breaking free from religious guilt, being able to take control of our sexuality, that does not mean out here being irresponsible. 
and you know just making horrible decisions that means being comfortable with who you are being comfortable with you provide and and and, and knowing that pleasure is okay if you want to get pleasured you're able to get pleasured because you're not blocked in the head from being told that it's wrong for you to do so you know what i'm saying it's taking yourself out of these gender forms that women can't enjoy something but a man can so oh, i agree i mean yeah. you're preaching to the choir i've always i cannot the worst thing of my childhood was he can do that because he's a boy a oh boy. My God. what no nah. yeah. i can pee standing up too shoot <laughs> anywho so yeah so that's why i would want to show beyonce i just feel like um and i think that now to a lot of the musicians they see the value in investing in film hence why drake is uh executive producing shows like euphoria and top boy um but i think they see the value i mean lebron he's not in music he's in sports but i think they see the value in film um and i just feel like beyonce would enjoy she would probably enjoy being in it and she grew up you know in houston a country girl and i think that this is a real southern style film i I've talked to most of the people that I've talked to and gotten feedback about guilty. Anybody that was raised on the East coast or West coast, not in the South, basically or in the Midwest, even maybe not Chicago, because there's the heavy Catholic influence in Chicago, but anybody I've talked to that wasn't raised like in the South or with big South roots. Um, they didn't understand that someone could be held back because of religion. Um, but anybody that I've spoken to from the South, they're like, yeah, man, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's always like a connection. So that's why Beyonce, Tyler Perry, because I, I think that he would enjoy um, this type of story, taking risks. I think that he would enjoy that. Um, and it has an aspect of religion and spirituality you know, it's still, it's still about spirituality and religion. And I, I feel like he explores those concepts, maybe not within the realm of sex, the way that this does, but he's explored sex and morality and religion. And I just feel like he would uh, take on something like this. Plus that man got his own studio. <laughs> so long, Tyler. Just, no. he, should just, he should do a contest once a year where he just invites like 50 filmmakers to come on his studio lot and just uh, produce their own project and like have a big showcase. Like he should, I'm gonna I'm write that to somebody. He I should think you should write it to him. Right. I bet you he checks his DMs or, or his <laughs> assistant or someone does. You know what, that's the cool thing. Just like you said in the beginning of the show, the sky's the limit. Yeah. The more creative you are, the more attention you get. And I, I think it's really cool um, to even, approach the topic because of course i'm from the south so i know exactly what you're talking about you know uh the guilt and the shame for girls not like literally i was so annoyed yesterday my daughter goes to a private school it was picture day they first of all they make the girls wear a dress every day which i am totally against i think it's just ridiculous they can't, and, huh they can't wear pants no they don't wear the girls can't wear pants at all oh wow right so it's already ridiculous and uh she is picture day. So they tell them they can wear what they want for picture day. And she comes home and she says, I have to wear a pretty dress because it's picture day. And I said, well, you don't have to wear a dress to look pretty, honey. You're... First of all, I say that because she doesn't have a closet full of dresses other than her uniforms. <laughs> so I didn't want to go buy a dress. And number two, that's just ridiculous. So I tell her that 
And she's like, but no, mom, everybody's going to have on their pretty dresses and I want a pretty dress too. And I was just annoyed because why are you enforcing this dogma onto my kid? Like, really? It, she's too young to be worried about having to do something because other girls are doing it or, yeah. um, you know, falling into that little box of prim and proper and look pretty in your pretty dress. I just, re- I thought it was ridiculous. So, yeah. I, I went yeah definitely. Are you, um, is she at a religious affiliated private school or is it just no last now this is her last year believe it she was in a religious school which is totally different they were much more free thinking this year she's not and yeah it's crazy it's crazy i know i went left but that's how it is on brunch is slaying that's what brunch is about right you start off on one topic and you go somewhere else with your girlfriend so (laughs) so what's next for you What's next for me? I am currently, like I said, developing Guilty the Series. Um, Aside from Guilty the Series, I have a short film called Crown that's almost finished with production, with post-production, and we'll be submitting that to festivals. I am gearing up for the production of my short film called Simba and my web series called Maternally Yours, which we're about to start crowdfunding for. I mean, and begging for money, but you know, it's for the arts. So it's, and it's a good story. It's about a mother daughter relationships. Um, And so, yeah, so I'm exploring those concepts. I also have my short film out on the open road, which is, um, which, which talks about the fetishes, fetishization of black women and so i we were going to be producing that in 2020 i'm really excited about our open road it's going to be great so i have a slate of projects that we are going to be producing over the course of the next few months and um the goal of course is to get into these big name festivals and distribution and revenue generation <laughs> amen amen getting that money back so i can put the money into my savings for my own studio fund right so i mean your dance card is full so what vibes or prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey Ooh, okay for patience right for clarity patience clarity um Balance, for sure. Uh, and then I just don't give up. Keep going. And budgeting, girl, for my budgeting fingers. For my, for the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know how they say live like you already got? Right. You taking it too literal sometimes. <laughs> But you know what? I love your specific request because that's what it's all about. So we know that I'm sending, I know that clarity is coming. I know the budget is coming. And I want you to tell everybody, number one, what your website is so they can follow you and they can go to your YouTube channel and watch your videos. And I also want to know um, what your social media handles are so they can follow you. Okay. Wait, one more request for my winning season. Yes. Oh, you're in it, honey. You're winning right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, 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 pray for it. Pray, pray that I keep the mindset for it, that I keep the winning behaviors going. Yes. Forward, and that I am open, that I allow myself to open up to receive all these winnings. Because sometimes, oh, yes. sometimes we shun ourselves from out. When, you know, we try to be too humble about these winnings. And it's like, no, 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 no. We don't win through too much. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. No self-sabotage here. No, I, I received that for you. And I'm yeah. definitely cheering for you. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And, you know, I know who, who all to thank, you know, but I'm still going to receive these blessings. Amen. Amen. No, I love it. I love it. Most of the time when I ask people that, you know, I think I catch them off guard. And, and a lot of times people are just kind of like, oh, just this. No, I'm, I'm with you. Be specific. No, you got to go. I'm on a journey. When I tell you I'm on a whole a spiritual journey, like that was the best question you could ask me. I feel good. I'm like, okay. I got a whole list of things that I focus on daily and I write my gratitude. I, I try to, every day I try to write at least three things, uh, three, at least three to five things that I'm grateful for that happened during that day. Um, because you have to, even when you're having bad days, you have to realize that things are working for you in your favor and that good things are happening to you. When you dwell too much on the negative and, and you're not thankful and, and grateful for what you have, you're stopping other things from happening. You know what I'm saying? Like you, can, oh, yeah. you can't expect great things to come with a negative mindset. You're repelling. That's negativity. You're repelling. Yeah. repelling. You ain't trying to repel nothing. I'm trying to get everything. I'm trying to be grateful and happy. Come here. Come hither. Come well, you know, you know, they say what you seek is seeking you. Yep. So it's simple as that. If, if if nothing, if you heard nothing else, then I mean that's that's enough right there. <laughs> right. So um, social media. I support you. Yeah. So Instagram is like the best way. Um, J underscore Nicole Collins. J underscore N I C O L E C O L L I N S. There's no H in my Nicole. I don't even understand that, but there's. It's like a pet peeve of mine for real. I'll be like, yo, I ain't got no H in my name. <laughs> uh, that's how you can connect with me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, uh, but Instagram is probably a better platform. YouTube is Magnolia A Productions. The website, www.magnoliaaproductions.com. Um, my email's on the website. You can email me. I always respond. I had an article written. There's an article written about me. Um, a few days ago well, it came out yesterday and they put my number on an article I didn't even realize my number was on there some girl randomly called me today and so it was just like oh hey oh <laughs> that is major <laughs> violation <laughs> well we talked for like 15 minutes because she was trying to like figure some stuff out and it's like you know I don't mind I I don't mind I get it I I love being accessible like you know if I can be accessible I will it was weird because I was like wait how you get my number she was like oh yeah it was on the article I'm just thinking it's weird for the article. I mean, what kind of journalist does that? What? Well, child. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, my whole phone number is on here. But okay, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> phone number since my sophomore year in high school in 2003. So I'm not even tripping. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, man. It has been so cool chatting with you. And I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. You too. Thank you. Thank you for this. This was great. No, I'm, you know, I'm sending, I'm sending all the vibes you requested your way. I don't even have to say good vibes because everything, you, I, when I go back and listen to this, I'm going to make a list and I'm going to make sure that I claim that for you because I want you to shine and I want to see you continue to shine. Thank you, mama. You too. I, I feel like, I, I feel like I have to ask you the same. What do I need to pray about for you? Oh, well, thank you. Hmm. You know, I, I just want to be able to right now my main focus is reverse navigation okay i want it to be crystal clear so that once once i continue to meditate and i see whatever that path is there is no 
nothing that can keep me away from it. I want to be crystal clear and, and know without a doubt that I am on the right path um, for whatever that is. So yeah, pray for that clarity uh, and the revealing of what that is and that journey for me. And that you stay tuned. Okay, I got you. Okay. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That was so sweet. We can't be out here one-sided out here. You praying for me and I, you know what I'm saying? Uh-uh, no one-sided relationship works. We well, do- I certainly appreciate that. <laughs> yes. So y'all, if you, if you enjoyed today's show and this conversation and this brunch, this brunch talk as much as I did with Nicole, then you know what to do. Go ahead and subscribe to the show and rate it and review it or share it on your favorite platform. And no matter what, I don't care what's going on in your life, I want you to always, always remember that if she can, I can, we all can. And this is Friendship Friendship.